What's good, fam? It's Kyle Henderson, Andrew Bone. You know what we do on Tuesday night? We talk recruiting. Um, big week for the Alabama Crimson Tide. You got Kool-Aid announcing his commitment on Sunday. Uh, there's been some smoke with uh, Xavier Story. We're here with Andrew Bone to break it all down following Alabama's 41-24 to victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. First off, Bone, um, you had your book signing at Ramajamas, and then uh, that same day, Alabama took care of business uh, beating Georgia. I mean, it's kind of like the same old story that we've seen, you know, people keep trying to take down the goat, but um, you know, you, you, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And certainly no one has been able to do that. Um, you know, kind of what, what were some reactions first off, just for some guys that were already committed to Alabama following that victory over Georgia? Yeah. You know, but, you know, very positive, you know, I spoke with, uh, you know, several Alabama commitments just about the game, just, you know, how impressed they were. You know, with the offense, how it can't be stopped, how excited they are about being in it here in the future. So, uh, you know, they're definitely, uh, you know, excited about the future down in Tuscaloosa. I mean, you know, we haven't – yeah, it's hard to say we haven't seen an offense like this because when Tua was there, obviously the offense was humming. But, I mean, it just seems like it's a different animal right now. And it, this is certainly a, uh, an impressive offensive performance that they put on, you know, against Georgia, against a team that, you know, many felt like was the best defense in the country. You never know. I mean, they still may be the best defense in the country. Uh, but uh, this Alabama offense is something very special and, and so, you know, very fun for uh, for everybody to watch. And, uh, you know, the offensive weapons that they have and, you know, especially with the guys that, you know, they have in this recruiting class too, guys that are, you know, extremely excited about, you know, joining this program and, and you know, being, you know, kind of the next in line to be a uh, superstar. Uh, a lot of excitement around the Alabama football program right now. All right, here with Andrew Bone of BamaInsider.com. Remember, guys, you don't have to wait till every Tuesday to get your info. You go to BamaInsider.com, use that promo code to get behind that paywall. Uh, promo code is simply Roll Tide, like Charles Taylor said right there. There's the promo code, Roll Tide. What's up, Charles? Appreciate you joining us. Uh, we'll take your questions in uh, just a few minutes. I want to catch up with Bone about a couple of items. And I think the first is, I mean, looking at your recruiting board on Bama Insider, um, we're talking about Xavier Sori, and a lot of people feel that um, he might be headed to Georgia. Can it? Kind of paint the backstory on Xavier Sori. Um, while he might be um, leaning that direction, I mean, Alabama's probably probably not done recruiting a high uh, target, right, Bone? Yeah, that's right. I, I've seen some some comments pop in uh, about the background tonight. I'm actually at a friend's house this evening, <laughs> so uh, so he's uh, kind enough to let me use his uh, his space downstairs. So uh, not at my house tonight, but uh, but uh, at a buddy's house. So uh, so. Shout out to Jeff for letting me uh, use his space this evening. But, you know, with Xavier and Sori, uh, this is somebody who's been recruited by Alabama for a long time. Uh, South Sincere, you know, tremendous recruiter for the Crimson Tide, you know, leading the charge there. And I think, you know, with Sori right now, I think the biggest thing is, you know, he hasn't been back to Tuscaloosa in a while. Um, you know, he's, he was able to get uh, to Florida right before the dead period hit back in the spring. He did visit Alabama for junior day. Um, uh, earlier this year, but has visited Florida, you know, went up to Athens uh, back in August, even though he you know, couldn't really meet with the coaching staff, you know, he was able to see the campus and see everything. And you know, Alabama right now has an outstanding linebacker class. Um, you know, they have four really good, talented linebackers. This is not, you know, a situation where Alabama doesn't have room. You know, Xavier and Sori is certainly a guy that, you know, they love, they want as part of their recruiting class. But, um, you know, just from talking to different people, uh, you know, all the different sides, you know, from the Florida side, the Georgia side, the Alabama side, you know, it certainly feels like, uh, you know, Georgia may be the team to beat uh, heading into a commitment here uh, pretty soon. Now, 
does that mean Alabama is completely out of the race for him? Absolutely not. You know, with him not, you know, it's not like he's going to be signing uh, when he announces his commitment. But and I think Alabama, if he does not choose the Crimson Tide, I think they will continue to uh, to heavily recruit him. Um, you know, in terms of linebacker recruiting, you know, this doesn't really change anything. This is an elite player that Alabama wants. It's not necessarily, hey, we absolutely have to get another linebacker in this class. So I don't really see them going after another linebacker. I think they're going to, you know, if Alabama misses on them, they're just going to continue to recruit him. If they can flip him down the road, they'll be really excited. You never know. Maybe he'll commit to Alabama. But, um, you know, just from talking to different people, it looks like he's probably going to go uh, elsewhere at this time. But, uh, but you know, just I, I wouldn't rule out Alabama just yet, it's, even if they don't get his commitment um, here pretty soon. Here with Andrew Bone of Bama Insider. Remember, all Super Chats tonight go to Andrew Bone. Appreciate the work that he does for us right here on BamaInsider.com. We'll talk more about his book later on in the show, but definitely we'll put the links in the description box to pick up the latest copy of Andrew Bone's new recruiting book. Um, and uh, looks like it's been getting some pretty good traction, so can't wait to talk later on in the program about that. Remember, uh, you can find all of our information, um, obviously, on YouTube, but, you know, of course, on Bama Insider, but also search on um Wherever you get your eye, your your podcast, the Bama Insider Podcast, we got you know tons of stuff on there along with this show as well. Um, Bone, um, you know Kool Aid, Jaquincy McKinstry is about to make his commitment this coming Sunday. Um, why don't you go into it a little bit, kind of about the recruiting process, who's been recruiting him, what are the final schools, and um, you know, kind of explain kind of the you know the last uh, things that we should know about Jaquincy McKinstry, the number one player in the state of Alabama, before he makes his announcement on Sunday. Yeah, Kool-Aid, uh, you know, finally announcing that decision. We've talked about him, uh, you know, every single week on the show, um, you know, almost every single day on the Bama Insider Recruiting Board. And, you know, things have changed. It's kind of been an up and down roller coaster ride, uh, you know, the last several months with him. I mean, we all thought that Alabama was in the driver's seat early on. Um, you know, then people started talking about LSU being the leader. And then, you know, I would say in August and early September, all the talk was around Auburn. Now all the talk has kind of shifted back towards Alabama, and I think Alabama's got a you know outstanding chance to land his signature. I mean, or his commitment. Excuse me. Um, you know, as of right now, the future cast is at ninety percent. I put in my future cast uh, last week for Kool Aid to Alabama, and I think that's who he's going to choose. I think you know the relationship that he's built with uh, Nick Saban, uh, Carl Scott, the defensive backs coach, um, who also recruits Kool Aid. Um, you know, I feel like you know all those factors help out. Obviously, Alabama. Uh, you know, being known for its development of defensive backs, um, you know, the, the uh, history of the NFL draft. I mean, all those things really add up. And I think Alabama ends up getting his commitment on Sunday. He's going to announce at, I think, 4.15 on Sunday afternoon. That's central time. We'll have the complete coverage on BamaInsider.com. I know we'll be doing a, a live YouTube show uh, just before his announcement as well. So people need to tune into that. But uh, yeah, I really like Alabama's chances in getting him. And you know, if they do, I mean, that's uh, that's going to be their fifth defensive back commitment if Kool-Aid commits to Alabama. And I don't think they're, you know, completely finished just yet at defense back if they get his commitment. Uh, but he certainly would be a, a big piece uh, to that final, you know, to that final pie of the defensive back group. Hey, Bone, I wanted to ask you, when we look at, you know, let's say that um, Jaquincy McKinstry does jump on board in this class and, you know, tights are, you know, spots are tight in the remaining class. Does that rule out Taryn Arnold or, you know, kind of what's the play on that? Could Alabama get both of them? I, I mean, obviously it would be fantastic if Alabama did. So does that, does Jaquincy mean that no Taryn Arnold or can you kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah, well, you know, with Terran Arnold, you know, lead defensive back from Tallahassee area, can't play corner or safety. 
Um, and I think he's pretty much open to playing either or. Um, and he's certainly a guy that Alabama has recruited for a, a very long time. You know, they still want to get him. I think in a in a perfect scenario, they will land you know, both of those guys. But I don't think a commitment is going to come anytime soon for Terry and Arnold. Uh, he did recently uh, tweet out that he's going to make a uh, you know, narrow down his list here pretty soon to a top five. And I expect Alabama to remain on that list uh, regardless of what Kool-Aid decides to do on Sunday. All right, here with Andrew Bone of BamaInsider.com. Um, Bone, as um, you know, and you can post your recruiting questions now inside the comment box and we'll get to them. I know that the, the spots are limited. So, Bone, um, if you can kind of elaborate on a couple more remaining targets that um, fans should know about as we continue to march towards uh, the month of November, and then we'll take some questions from our fans. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, not a lot of targets remaining out there. Right? You know, I think, you know, definite, you know, Brian Thomas, the uh, Rivals 100 wide receiver out of Louisiana, you know, remains a you know, very key target for the Crimson Tide, somebody they really want, uh, you know, to finish out this wide receiver group that's just, you know, absolutely outstanding. I think there's still, you know, kind of some debate you know, whether they're going to take another offensive lineman, I think they're going to, you know, you know, kind of toss some ideas around, you know, maybe, you know, continue to recruit a few guys and, you know, kind of figure out, you know, what they want to do. But I don't think that's a definite, uh, you know, yes or no answer just yet. Um, you know, defense, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Xavier Soria, as we mentioned, you know, remains a, will, will remain a key target even if he commits elsewhere for Alabama. Um, you know, we've talked about Kool-Aid, talked about, you know, Terry and Arnold as key defensive back targets. Sage Ryan, um, you know, another elite safety that Alabama has recruited for a long time. But, you know, in my opinion, probably, you know, an LSU lean, uh, you know, from Louisiana. I grew up an LSU fan, so probably more an LSU lean at this time. But I think the biggest question mark is what's going to happen on the defensive line. You know, several defensive end targets who are still out there. We talked about them just about every single week. To me, Delier, uh, Shamar Turner, uh, you know, Tyreek Sapp, uh, JT Tuomola, you know, all those guys are still out there. Um, you know, Tyreek Sapp is committed to Florida, but you know, still recruited by Alabama a little bit. I, I don't really see Tyreek Sapp flipping, so I, I'm I've really kind of been focused more on you know, Tamisa Adelier, JT Tuomola, and Shamar Turner. You know, Adelier just put out his top three last week. Alabama, LA, uh, excuse me, Alabama, Florida, and Texas A&M. You know, it really could go either way. I mean, you know, th those schools. I think all of them feel like they have a good chance to land him. Uh, you know, from Texas, uh, was originally an Alabama lean, was considered a Florida lean. You know, Florida was considered the number two school when he committed to Ohio State uh, back in the spring. So a lot going on in his recruitment. And I just think that, uh, you know, it, it really could go either way in, in his decision. So we'll see what happens there. Now, JT Tuomola, you know, five-star defensive end from Washington. Um, you know, in my opinion, it's Ohio State followed by Alabama. Um, you know, the good thing about him is he plans on waiting a while before making a decision and wants to wait uh, until, you know, I think February, you know, that last signing period to uh, to make that decision. So you know, it might give Alabama a little bit of a chance if they can get him in on campus for an official visit. And then you know, kind of the final you know big name who's still out there is uh, Mason Smith, you know, the number one defensive tackle in the country uh, out of Louisiana. Obviously, Alabama has some. Uh, really good defensive tackle commitments right now, but you know, they're not going to say no to Mason Smith if he wants to jump on board. Many people think it's an LSU-Georgia recruiting battle for him, but you know, I still think Alabama's you know, very much in the picture for him. Um, you know, Great relationship with Freddie Roach, uh, the defensive line coach, but um, it's probably going to be tough. I mean, it's certainly going to be a tough recruitment. Uh, LSU's been considered the team to beat 
uh, you know, throughout his recruitment. But uh, but Alabama still, uh, you know, still turning along, still trying to get him on board. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, still several names out there that, that Alabama fans can continue to watch. We'll continue to talk about and uh, continue to follow until they make their decisions. All right, Bone, uh, give uh, Bombs a shout out. I mean, he's always hooking us up show after show. We really appreciate it. One of our uh, top contributors always on the Super Chat. Remember, all Super Chats go to Bone. What are Super Chats? are basically like a tip um, for the host or the co-host. So um, see the dollar sign in, in the chat box, hook them up, and uh, Bone, give uh, bon- Bombs a shout out. Bombs every week, man. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bombs always driving bombs. Um, we have uh, a couple questions coming in, and um, – Matt wants to know kind of latest on Shamar Turner. So if you can go a little bit more into Shamar Turner, I know you just talked about him and, you know, you said that defensive, the defensive line targets obviously going to be key remaining going into this, uh, the remaining targets, but talk a little bit about Shamar Turner and and what he would bring to Alabama. Yeah. I mean, he's an elite defensive end, Um, you know, somebody that Alabama's heavily recruited for a long time. And, you know, he visited Alabama for junior day earlier this year and, and I think, uh, you know, there have been points where I think Alabama has felt very good about him. You know, they felt like, he, you know, he would jump on board. Now, I see that, you know, future cash right now is at 100 uh, percent. Yeah, I don't know if that's correct. You know, there was a few few people, myself included, who put in some predictions uh, back in the summer when we felt probably a little bit more confident about him. You know, I would probably, you know, shift mine a little bit to unlikely, not unlikely, but just unknown at this time. You know, I, I just think it's kind of a toss up. You know, we've been hearing probably for the last month or so that uh, the in-state schools, you know, may have an advantage with him with Texas and Texas A&M, you know, being pretty high on his list. But Alabama's not, you know, not going down easily. I mean, they're continuing to press hard. I mean, Alabama's done extremely well uh, recruiting the state of Texas the last several years, including this year. And, uh, you know, those Texas guys are, are trying to recruit him, uh, you know, to join them at Alabama. Kendrick Blackshire uh, just lives right down the road from uh, from Shamar Turner. He's trying to recruit him. Um, I think the longer it goes for him, the better of a chance Alabama's going to have. Um, if he commits soon, uh, I, I would not lean Alabama at this moment. Uh, I just lean, you know, probably more so towards the in-state schools. Uh, but if he waits it out, if he's able to get back to Tuscaloosa, I think Alabama's going to have a real good chance. All right, here with uh, Andrew Bone of BamaInsider.com. Um, John would like to know kind of an update on Christian Zachary. Yeah, Christian Zachary, um, you know, as many pr- people probably saw last week, he, uh, he announced his commitment, I think, on you know, Wednesday, um, committed to the seven. Um, you know, whoever that may be, um, you know, he had a top six. So I'm guessing it's probably somebody that's not in his top six. And, uh, you know, we're probably going to see something happen, um, you know, in the next uh, couple of days, I imagine. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be Alabama. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Alabama's, you know, pretty, you know, pretty stacked on the defense side of the ball right now. And with the numbers crunch being as tight as it is, uh, you know, with Xavier Sori still out there, even if he commits elsewhere, I think Alabama's going to continue to, you know, press hard for him. I just don't see Christian Zachary in Alabama's class. And, and I think when, uh, if he makes a decision this week, uh, that's probably going to be a final decision for him. Yo, you guys have to watch that video, whatever it was. So uh, Bone tweeted it out or whoever he tweeted it out first, obviously, and then Bone tweeted it. So I saw it on my notifications and I go and check it out and I'm like watching this. And I'm like, what is this? And then he's like committed to the seven. So um, you, you got to check it out. Whoever put that together, props. I mean, that was uh, some elaborate stuff and uh, committed to the seven. So we'll see. Um, Bone, uh, when we talk about Sage Ryan, is he, you know, all LSU kind of uh, give us a quick update there. 
You know, I think so. Um, you know, just from talking to people in Louisiana, most people assume he's going to go to LSU. I mean, his cousins, uh, you know, Kevin Falk, um, you know, former LSU running back, is also um, coaching at LSU now, and he's recruited him, uh, recruiting him. So I, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to, to pull him away from uh, from the Tigers. But you know, it, it's very interesting that he remains uncommitted, that he's still uh, kind of enjoying the process. So we'll kind of see what happens there. But I, I definitely think that Alabama, you know, is in his top two. Um, you know, he, I think he put out a top three recently at Alabama, Clemson, and LSU, but probably more of a top two of Alabama and LSU. All right, here with Andrew Bone, you could uh, you you hear the dogs barking, and Alabama already put the dogs away, so it's like uh, no need to worry, fam. We're we're still good, and we'll continue to march on here with Andrew Bone and Bam Insider. Um, let's see. And just as I said, uh, Kool Aid will announce on Sunday. We'll have coverage right here on BamaInsider.com. So. I definitely, you know, continue to hit that subscription button. Be sure and subscribe. Thumbs up. Go a long way for us. Uh, Super Chats as well. All Super Chats go to Bone. I remember to follow us on um, Bam Insider, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast, whether that's uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever, and just type in uh, Bam Insider. Another cool trick you can do is you can tell your Alexa, hey, Alexa, play the Bam Insider podcast. Did that? I, I stumbled on that this morning, and I, I listened to our podcast from last night, so pretty cool. Um, as we continue to march on through the show, um, see what else we got uh, regarding you know the, the questions and uh, – you know, there's, I, I mean, I, I think there was one on um, a couple class of 22 guys. Um, Bone, Bone kind of, you know, in, inform just like I did last week. I, I mean, as we start to turn the page to 2022, who are the guys that are already committed and um, maybe a couple of key targets that people should know about as we kind of inch closer to the next recruiting cycle? Yeah, you know, 2022 is tough because, uh, you know, as many people, you know, I guess you know, may have forgotten, but uh, but you'll remember quickly is you know there weren't any spring camps, there weren't any summer camps, there was no evaluations going on. Um, coaches can't go on the road, so they're not going out and evaluating players uh, this fall. I mean, they're they're getting highlight films, but you know, they they still want to see these guys in person. They want to get these guys uh, on campus. They want to you know evaluate them. They want to you know make them go to work. And, you know, that's usually a big part of the summer. Um, you know, so many juniors come in for camp, you get a chance to really evaluate these kids and, uh, you know, kind of make that decision. Are you going to uh, continue to recruit them? Are you going to, you know, watch them in the fall? Are you going to try to invite them to junior days or to, uh, you know, to games on Saturdays? And, and that just didn't happen this year. Um, you know, Alabama has two commitments right now, both in-state kids uh, and Jeremiah Alexander and Robert Woodyard, you know, both linebackers. So, uh, you know, trying to find, you know, who's going to be, you know, the, I guess, the quarterback of the class, who's going to be the running back. I think running back certainly going to be a, a big position of need uh, for next year's recruiting class. You know, there's an elite running back in the state of Alabama, uh, Emmanuel Henderson from Geneva County. Um, you know, Alabama certainly, uh, you know, recruiting him. Uh, you know, who else are going to be, you know, kind of the key positions of need in next year's recruiting class. Uh, you know, they're loading up on, you know, offensive linemen, on, on defensive linemen, on defensive backs. So you know, I th certainly think, um, you know, outside linebacker, edge rushers uh, in next year's class. I think, um, you know, interior offensive linemen going to be a pretty big priority. Running backs going to be a big priority. Tight ends going to be a priority. Um, and also special teams. I think, you know, they're certainly going to try to find a, uh, a kicker, you know, maybe even a punter in next year's recruiting class. 
here at the Andrew Bone Abandonment Insider.com as we continue to move through uh, our recruiting show every Tuesday. Please hit the thumbs up button. We appreciate it. We got 267 people online right now, so we should have 267 thumbs up. Do it right now. Hit the thumbs up button. We really appreciate it. Super chats go tonight to Andrew Bone. Um, Ronnie wants an update on uh, Jordan Gilbert. Yeah, you know nothing really new with uh, with Jordan Gilbert. And you know he's certainly um, you know kind of keeping uh, you know things close to the, to the vest right now in terms of you know not really saying much about his recruitment. I, and I think you know with uh, with him and probably a lot of schools, everybody just kind of you know taking that uh, that wait and see approach. I do think Oklahoma, you know, probably pushing for him a little bit harder just from talking to our guys uh, over at Sooner Scoop. Um, you know, I, I think he's a top priority for the Sooners. You know, with Alabama already having four defensive back commitments. Uh, with Kool-Aid, with um, with Sage Ryan, with um, uh, Terry and Arnold all still out there, I, I think it's going to be tough for Alabama, you know, to take a take a commitment from Jordan Gilbert right now. You know, is he still on Alabama's uh, you know radar? Absolutely, I think they really like him a lot, but I also think they're going to kind of wait and see what happens with these other guys uh, before they make a strong move. All right, here we go. Um, continue on the show. We got um, let's see. Uh, John wants to know. Um, about Tanner Bailey and how he's doing this season. And do you think he could be a top 100 rivals player um, after his uh, season? Yeah. You know, he's having a, he was having a pretty good season before he, uh, he broke his collarbone. I think it was more of a hairline fracture and I think he's trying to get back, uh, you know, maybe a little bit later this season. So a little bit of an injury, uh, a little bit of a setback for him, but yeah, I mean, I think he's got a lot of talent. He's certainly one of the, uh, you know, top players in the state of Alabama for next year. Um, you know, he's got, you know, pretty good size, he's got a good arm. And, uh, you know, he did grow up an Auburn fan, grew up in an Auburn household, but, uh, but he's visited Alabama a lot. I mean, he's, probably been to Alabama more uh, as a recruit uh, in the last couple of years than he has at Auburn. So, you know, Alabama really likes him a lot early on. Um, you know, they're certainly going to take a running back in next year's – or, excuse me, a quarterback in next year's recruiting class, even though they signed Bryce Young last year. They got Jalen Milrow this year. Um, you know, they're always going to try to take a quarterback, and he's certainly one of the top uh, two or three guys on their recruiting board right now. All right. Uh, next up, we got Dan – Daniel, he's asking if Alabama is trying to flip anyone kind of late in this recruiting cycle for the class 2021, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, there's always a few guys that are out there that Alabama is still trying to talk to, still trying to uh, to entice to uh, to flip to them. You know, Xavier Worthy out of California is committed to Michigan. You know, that's somebody that Alabama has always, you know, been very high on, somebody that they really like a lot. Uh, but as of right now, I think he's very solid with Michigan. He's also an early enrollee, so it's going to be pretty tough for uh, for Alabama to flip him, especially with out uh, him visiting Tuscaloosa and uh, you know not being able to take official visits. Uh, you know Tyreek Sapp, as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Florida commitment defensive end, still very you know committed to Florida, but you know just recently mentioned Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia Tech, all schools that are still recruiting him uh, pretty heavily. But as of right now, I also don't see him uh, you know flipping his commitment from Florida. I think you know especially with uh, the recruiting dead period continuing to get extended. Uh, it's just tough for you know for anybody to flip because they're not they're not able to take visits. So um, and that you know that's a good thing for Alabama too because there's some guys on Alabama's commitment list you know still being pursued by other programs uh, and they're not going to be able to visit those schools. So that's a good thing for the Crimson Tide. 
Well, I wanted to ask you um, about Nick Saban real quick. And this is kind of a question coming from me. There's uh, post your comments um, inside uh, the comment box for Andrew Bone. Uh, but after watching, and I made an observation on this following Alabama and, and Georgia, it was uh, it was about Nick Saban. And kind of just, I, I felt that him being out for just a couple days for what whatever it was, um, and then coming back, it almost like rejuvenated him. And, and I think with you, you know, everybody saw him dancing with the players afterwards. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's clearly not going anywhere. I mean, did you kind of get the same impression watching Nick Saban on the sidelines from, um, you know, his energy level and then after kind of dancing with the players around? I mean, this guy is, is everything you wanted a head coach. I mean, talk about kind of Nick Saban and, you know, and if you saw that as well, because I certainly did. You know, I think anytime you know, people start doubting Coach Saban is when he, you know, really kind of rises up and, and, and proves that, proves everyone wrong. I mean, we've been hearing – um, that Alabama's, you know, dynasties, you know, was ending, you know, for the last, you know, five or six years now. And obviously it, it hasn't. And, uh, you know, they continue to, you know, recruit lights out. They continue to beat, you know, top programs uh, week in and week out. And, you know, I heard, I heard from a, uh, you know, from a former assistant coach at Alabama last weekend, uh, you know, before the game that, uh, you know, they felt like, this might be the uh, the changing of the guard in the SEC because this was you know Kirby's best team. He had you know such a strong defense, and uh, you know he's been there five years, and you know, this was going to be his moment to uh, uh, to upstage Nick Saban, and it just didn't happen. I mean, the master continues to uh, to teach the uh, the students, so you know it was uh, you know it was a pretty impressive performance. I know Nick Saban, you know he, I'm sure he liked that win uh, uh, you know a little bit more than uh, than some of these other ones. So uh, it seemed like he had a lot of fun uh there after the game obviously we all saw him uh, him dancing and i i just don't know if i've ever seen that before i mean we've we've seen the uh you know the dance moves he's had you know with uh with recruits families and stuff but you know, dancing like that in uh, in the locker room with players that you know after the game i think you know that was a you know that was really cool to see and it, it was probably really cool for uh you know the players and you know even recruits to see as well all right, Bone, and um, I, I have another follow-up question. I, I just have to ask you about this. You were watching the game. You've been covering Alabama for a long time. Um, you see Will Reichard step up there. You see him knock down the 52-yard field goal. Alabama clearly has their field goal kicker, right? Talk about Will Reichard, and, I mean, now he's a sophomore. I mean, uh, did you know that Will Reichard – was going to be this good? I mean, is he going to be this good? I mean, or, you know, I, I mean, kind of talk about A, the the 52-yard field goal, and then B, kind of about Will Reichard. You know, the running joke, um, you know, for the longest time has been, you know, these top kickers in the country come to Alabama and, you know, they end up being the worst kickers in the country by the time they leave Alabama. Um, you know, Will Riker was a, uh, you know, one of the top overall kickers in the country. I think he was number one kicker in the country. And I felt like I'd seen him a few times at Hoover and I just had very strong belief in him. I really felt like he was going to be a, uh, you know, a great player at Alabama and he was finally going to, you know, be the guy to get Alabama over that, uh, over that hump, over that, you know, kicking slump they've had for the last uh, several years, and obviously he's uh, he's doing really well. You know, people kept asking me, "Well, why isn't Alabama going after a kicker? Why why won't they sign a kicker in this recruiting class?" I'm like, "Well, they have Will Reichard there, 
He was injured last year. Let him come back to being healthy, and he's going to you know, prove a lot of doubters wrong. So I'm glad to see him doing well, and I'm sure Alabama fans, uh, they're going to have a little bit more confidence uh, when he steps out there on the field because you know, I think every time a kicker kind of stepped out on the field the last few years, uh, and even when he stepped out there for that 52-yard field goal, I, I think you know, a lot of people were thinking, well, uh, you know, is this going to be a disaster? Um, you know, hopefully nobody's back there going to return it for for six points. But um, you know, it, it, he's certainly proven a lot of people wrong, and uh, you know, definitely one of the. Uh, I think he's one of the MVPs of the team so far. That's what I, that's what we said. I mean, last time we we're talking kind of you know, uh, you know, post game cigars, and we we're talking Will Reichert. He got to with the fifty two hour field because I think you know, talking about that game, he goes in, gives the team so much momentum coming out. Um, we continue our recruiting show with Andrew Bono, BamaInsider.com. My name is Kyle Henderson. Please hit the thumbs up button. We appreciate you guys being here. Uh, thank you very much for watching, William. We appreciate it. You guys coming from thank Georgia. You. Thank you very much. Um, all right, Hoop Ninja wants to know. Um, any chance that McKinstry becomes a five-star down the road? Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, with five stars, you know, players, you know, that move, uh, that move up, it means somebody has to move down. So who's going to move down? Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that are out or a lot of recruiting analysts who are out there in the country right now, evaluating players. I know Kool-Aid was seen earlier this season. I mean, I think he's going to have a chance. Um, you know, he's playing in the Alabama Mississippi All-Star game. As long as that continues to happen, I mean, we saw that the uh, the U uh, not that well, it's not the U.S. Army anymore. It's just the All-American Bowl uh, in San Antonio was officially canceled. So you know, that kind of eliminates uh, an opportunity to see, you know, all the five stars and rivals 100 and, and top players in the country compete, you know, for a week, not just in the game, but, you know, compete every single day at practice, you know, will the Under Armour game end up getting canceled as well? It's very possible. So, um, you know, it really eliminates some, some good opportunities for, for players to move up in the rankings. Um, you know, he's pretty high in the rankings right now. I think he's, uh, you know, at least on rivals. I, I know some other sites have him five stars, but he's number 51 overall in the country. That's, you know, let me tell you something. If you're in the rivals 100, you're a very good player. Yeah. I and mean, he's rated as the number two cornerback in the country. That's still a very good, outstanding football player. So uh, regardless if he's a five-star, if he's in the top 100, I think, um, you know, anybody who, who gets him is going to be very excited. All right, here we go. Uh, Paul Robinson. Back to Emmanuel Henderson said decision coming soon. Um, Alabama in the lead. You said that uh, Alabama is probably going to take a running back, I think. Um, I mean, I, and I know you already talked about Henderson, who, by the way, has a fantastic last name. So kind of uh, hook Paul Robinson up there. Yeah, well, the, you know, Emmanuel Henderson is going to be interesting because I, I do think that uh, it will come down to the in-state schools, Alabama and Auburn. Uh, you know, I think you know Auburn was kind of the, the favorite early on for him. Uh, he, you know, he also really liked South Carolina. South Carolina was his first offer, so you know, likes the Gamecocks. But I do think it comes down to an in-state recruiting battle for him. Um, you know, we'll have to just wait and see. Um, you know, Alabama certainly likes him a lot, and I, I don't know if people are still questioning: is he a running back or is he a wide receiver? Possibly at the next level. I think that was, you know, something a lot of schools wanted to see this summer. You know, wanted to get him on campus, wanted to evaluate him a little bit more. But I think, uh, you know, he's an elite player, uh, definitely one of the top overall players in the state of Alabama and in the country. Um, you know, Alabama would certainly accept a commitment from him if he wanted to commit. So we'll have to just wait and see. All right. Uh, Nitro's like, uh, is Jeremiah, Jeremiah Alexander solid? He seems to love uh, UGA. Well, I think, you know, UGA certainly, uh, you know, continuing to push hard for him. They like him a lot. He likes them a lot. Uh, but he's committed to Alabama. Um, he's an in-state, you know, the you know, good thing about him is he's an in-state kid. You know, he also, you know, saw Alabama, what they did to Georgia on, um, 
you know, on on Saturday at Bryant Denny Stadium. So I certainly think that uh, that that helped. Now, if Georgia would have gone down to Tuscaloosa and and uh, you know beaten Alabama pretty good, um, you know, I would probably say you know I'm not sure. And I, I think that Georgia had had us a good chance to flip them. And you know, they still might. You just never know what may happen in the in the recruiting world. Um, you know, if a coach may leave, if you know, assistant or a defense coordinator or somebody like that, and somebody that they have a connection with, a relationship with, uh, ends up going elsewhere. You never know if that may affect somebody. But as of right now, uh, I think he's you know still you know remains pretty solid with Alabama. But you know, Georgia and other schools are going to continue to fight for him, just like you know Alabama you know tries to pull away other guys who are committed elsewhere. All right, here's um you know a, a recruiting question, not really pertaining to 2021 or 2022, but talking about Patrick Sartain, as we look back, Bone, and I know you're, you do a fantastic job at kind of, you know, the, you know, the recruiting rewind. Uh, if you kind of rewind to Patrick Sartain, who did it come down to before he chose Alabama? Yeah, you know, it was a, uh, it was an Alabama LSU recruiting battle for, for a very long time now, early in the spring, summer, um, you know, all we heard was LSU, LSU, LSU. You know, that, that was, it was a stone cold lot LSU. But then when the fall kind of, kind of came around, you know, everything I kept hearing and you probably go back on the message boards and search for it. But all we kept hearing was, you know, Patrick Sertain and, and Tyson Campbell, teammates at American Heritage and Tyson Campbell, outstanding corner for uh, for Georgia um, that, you know, Alabama was going to get one of those guys. They weren't going to get both, but they were going to, they had a great chance to get at least one. Nobody was sure which one Alabama was going to get. A lot of people thought it was going to be Tyson Campbell just because Patrick Sertain was considered uh, an LSU lock. Well, you know, probably I would say two or three days before signing day is when we really started hearing, you know, Alabama buzz uh, with Sertain and, and buzz on Georgia with uh, with uh, with Stevenson. So, uh, you know, I think we kind of went out on a limb and predicted him to Alabama, even though the LSU uh, guys and, and they do a good job. Everybody at LSU was still pretty confident that uh, Sertain was going to LSU. So I think that was kind of a, a, a little bit of a shock to uh, to them when he announced his commitment to Alabama. But uh, I think we ended up uh, you know making the right prediction there. And obviously he's had a, a great career. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Tia. Tia Carter, what's up, Tia? Um, again, with the amazing graphics, follow uh, Tia on uh, social media for the best uh, graphics. I'm trying to uh, get her to do some work for us, Tia. Tia, you heard me. I'm asking you. Um, we are favored with Arnold. I'm shocked Sorry, is leaning towards UGA. I also thought he was waiting until signing day to commit. Yeah, you know, I think with Sori, that was the uh, that, that was kind of the general feeling too that he was going to wait until signing day, and I felt like if he did, I, I always felt like Alabama was going to be able to you know, pull that one out. I just, you know, I hadn't felt really that confident about him. I know I knew some other people, you know, kept saying that Alabama was in the driver's seat, and even some guys from rivals said that, but I just never felt that way. I always felt like it was, uh, you know, more so Georgia and Florida, and you know, if he waited all the way until the end, then Alabama could, uh, you know, could pull him off. But I just as of right now, I think he ends up going to, you know, at least committing to Georgia um, as of right now. Taryn Arnold, you know, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what happens with him because, you know, some people down in uh, Florida really think that he ends up going to Florida. You know, Georgia's high on his list. Alabama's high on his list. Um, you know, we always felt like Alabama was in the driver's seat. But, you know, if Alabama gets a commitment from McKinstry this weekend, that's going to be five defensive backs. Now, that doesn't mean they're all, you know, five going to play the same position. But, um, you know, will that potentially affect – 
uh, his recruitment. It won't affect his recruitment from Alabama's perspective because he remains a top priority for the Crimson Tide. But it will other schools use those numbers uh, you know, against Alabama when they're recruiting him. So we'll see what happens. But not really expecting a commitment from Taryn Arnold anytime soon. Still think he's going to take it all the way down until signing day. All right, here with Andrew Bone, Alabama Insider. Um, dot com coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That is not a backdrop and uh, behind Andrew Bone. He is at a remote location. So everyone's like, is that a green screen? Like what is going on with uh, Bones? But he's uh, he's on uh, he's out. So uh, and uh, he's on the show. So post your recruiting questions while we have a few more minutes uh, here on the show. And of course, all Super Chats go to Andrew Bone tonight. And uh, I'll read a couple more comments as we continue to cruise through 400 people 417 people watching right now. We should have 417 thumbs up. So hit the thumbs up button on this video really helps our channel grow. Honestly, we're almost to 40,000 subscribers right here on our YouTube channel, something that everybody on here has been a part of. And, um, you know, so continue to like, subscribe and share our channel with other Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. Uh, Matt, we already talked about uh, Brian Thomas and Andrew won't had a lot to say about him. You can I rewind to the beginning of the show to, to get that. And we got a couple questions from you earlier. So thank you very much. Um, let's see what else we got on here as we continue, as we continue to uh, roll through. Um, I, I actually wanted to ask you about one other thing, Bone. I, I kind of like to throw some other uh, topics your way because, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm on with Andrew Bone. I mean, we got to talk Alabama football past president in the NFL. And this one, it came to Tua Tungvaloa. It's two for two, nine yards against the Jets. And then we get the news today that Tua Tungvaloa has been named the starting quarterback. Bone, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on now Tua Tungvaloa being the starter for the Miami Dolphins? Well, that's awesome. I mean, I think, uh, you know, very special for him to be named the starter. Yeah, especially with, you know, the Dolphins. It's not like the Dolphins are looking bad. I mean, they, they've won <laughs> uh, you know, the last couple of games, and uh, and they've looked good uh, against great opponents. I mean, they, they've had some, uh, you know, absolute shootouts, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's done done quite well this year. But, uh, but you know, it definitely seems like, uh, you know, the Dolphins are ready to see what Tua can do, and, um, you know, Rest of the world's ready to see what he can do. I mean, you know, he's certainly, you know, he's such a, you know, kind-hearted guy. Um, you know, cer certainly somebody that, you know, everybody just gravitates to. And um, you know, I think, you know, him going in, you know, the other day was uh, was pretty spectacular. He, you know, went in there, completed, you know, two of two. You know, looking right there, two of two for nine yards. So yeah, that was pretty cool to see. And and now he's going to really get a chance to, uh, you know, to go out there and uh, and make some big plays. So really excited to see him. And hey, guess what? If you want to know more about his recruiting journey. Journey, you can pick up my book. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, so you, you know, my book, The Road to Bama. Um, you know, we got a chance to, uh, you know, interview several former Alabama greats, their life growing up, their recruiting journey. Uh, you know, from Leroy Jordan to Johnny Musso, uh, Cornelius Bennett, David Palmer, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, you know, to, to Rashawn Evans and Trent Richardson and uh, all the way to Tua. So uh, so each chapter kind of tells their story, uh, interviewed every one of them, um, you know, interviewed coaches, interviewed parents, interviewed mentors, high school coaches, um, you know, assistant coaches from other schools who recruited them, um, you know, the whole shebang. So uh, a lot of fun to read. I think a lot of people really enjoy it. And, um, you know, it was a, uh, you know, a great, um, you know, a great story for me to tell. All right, Bone, we can um, I'll put the links in the description box. Are you planning any more, um, you know, book signings that will be in Tuscaloosa? I know you had one at uh, Rounders and obviously we're there at Rounders to have some fun with Mick. Um, but the following day at uh, Ramajamas, it sounds like you had a fantastic turnout. Um, kind of tell people where they can come and get the book signing and uh, we'll be sure to notify people on our social media channels. 
Yeah, so for uh, for most home games, uh, we are going to continue to do Ramajamas on uh, on Saturday morning. So you know, and I'll tweet about it if I there's a you know reason I'm not there. Um, you know, we'll make sure people know. But um, but we will you know try to continue to have the the Saturday mornings at Ramajamas um, this weekend. If you are in the Birmingham area, um, I will be at the Grocery uh, Brew Pub in Homewood uh, from twelve to two o'clock. Um, right before the Alabama Tennessee game. So uh, come by there, um, you know, have a beer with us and uh, get a book. And then uh, I think a week from uh, Thursday, we're going to be at Slice Pizza uh, in Vestavia uh, here in Birmingham. So uh, be sure to come by there as well. And uh, I know that I think, uh, I believe the next home game, uh, you know, I think on Friday night, uh, we'll be at Innisfree. Yep. Um, you know, we'll be doing the, the live show for the Bama Insider pregame show uh, live from Innisfree. And uh, so I'll be there. Uh, signing books as well, so we'll be pretty busy. It's kind of it's kind of different this year because uh, with COVID nineteen, uh, a lot of these uh, traditional bookstores like Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, you know, aren't really doing any uh, any book signings this year, which is unfortunate. But uh, you know, we're making do with what we got, and and, and fortunately, we got a lot of great uh, you know friends and people out there that uh, that want to host us. So uh, you know, very thankful for them for allowing us to have uh, you know book signings at their mm -hmm. locations. All right, uh, we'll take a couple more questions, then we're gonna break out. Um, and uh, Eric wants to know, he's like, why can't we find an elite tight end? Who is recruiting tight ends? What's going with the tight ends? When you look at Alabama's tight ends right now that are playing for Alabama, you have Miller Forrestall, you have Carl Tucker. Um, we actually didn't play this last game, so we kind of need to dig into that a little bit more. You got Cameron Latou, who was actually recruited as an outside linebacker, and then you got Jahil Billingsley, who laid a fantastic block um, during this Georgia game to spring Najee Harris, like a 14-yard run, but he only played in five snaps. Why do I know how many snaps they played? Because you can get all that information at BamaInsider.com. I update the the entire roster with so much information. I'll be blown away. Check it out at Bama Insider. Bone, take it away on the tight ends. Hey, I love Robbie Oots. I think Robbie Oots is great. I think he's a great football player from Rock Hill, South Carolina. I really wish we had you know had camps during the spring and in the summer we had a chance to uh, to see him a little bit more. But I, I think he's you know certainly one of the top tight ends uh, in the country, and I think Alabama feels that way as well. Now, last year it was a little different because I wouldn't say there was a lot of elite tight ends, but there were two really special guys in Eric Gilbert, Darnell Washington. You know, Alabama unfortunately missed out on those guys. And they ended up landing, uh, you know, Caden Clark, but you know, they just didn't get, a, you know, another guy on board. But you know, I think with uh, with Robbie, Hughes, they're pretty excited about him. I think next year, you know, they're really going to have to try to, you know, land, you know, somebody who can stretch the field, you know, see if they can find an elite pass catcher. You know, obviously, Alabama's got some great pass catchers on their team, uh, but we'll see what happens there. You know, but I, I think they're happy with Robbie Hughes so far. Um, you know, like there's just not really a lot of elite tight ends out there. I mean, I know, you know, people will go on there and, and look at the, you know, you know, guys who are in the rivals 100 or the rivals 250 and say, well, you know, why can't we land, you know, land, you know, some of those guys. Well, not all of, all of those guys are even being recruited by Alabama. Um, you know, a guy like Robbie Oots is, you know, higher on the Alabama's recruiting board than, you know, some of these other guys who are out there. And you know, a lot of, a lot of elite guys who play tight end in high school, are also recruited to play defensive end uh, at the college level, and you know they love playing defense. So uh, it's not like there's just a plethora of uh, of elite tight ends who are out there. But I think Alabama's got a really good player uh, in Robbie Utes and somebody they're, they're, that they're really excited about. You know, I know fans may want to see a three star, five point six. You know, this is a guy who was rated that you know before he got any offers, um, and then no camps happen, so you don't get any evaluation. Uh, you know, periods to go out and evaluate them and, and rank them appropriately. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think Alabama's got a good tight end in this class and uh, they're pretty happy. And plus, 
you know, Caden Clark last year ends up taking a gray shirt. So uh, he'll be on campus in January. So they're bringing in a couple of tight ends. All right. Here with Andrew Bono, BamaInsider.com. We'll be here just for a few more minutes. So if, you, if you have a recruiting question, you could dump it in the comment box. Um, otherwise, we'll catch you at BamaInsider.com. Tons of coverage um, all the time on BamaInsider.com. Remember that free promo code is simply Roll Tide. We'll probably have another um, more advanced promo coming up. So stay locked on because something really good is coming your way. Um, uh, someone's like Eric Gilbert's commitment still haunts me. No, I get it. A lot of Alabama fans probably feel the same way, but I, I believe in J J Jalil Billingsley. I think he's going to be pretty good for Alabama here um, throughout these next couple years. I really like what he brings to the table. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. Um, we'll take this one right here. Uh, latest on uh, Kamar Wheaton. See, does he still have a spot? Doesn't seem like Alabama is going to take a running back, right, Bone? Yeah, they're not. I mean, yeah, I, I keep seeing Kamar Wheaton's name pop up, you know, every now and then. Um, but and, and I get it. I mean, he put out a top three, you know, a couple of months ago of Alabama, LSU and, and Oklahoma. And, you know, Alabama's offense is you know something that, you know, everybody wants to be a part of. And Najee Harris is having an unbelievable season. So it must mean that Kamar Wheaton, uh, you know, probably will uh, start looking more at Alabama. I just I, I wouldn't buy into that kind of stuff. I think anybody who puts Kamar Wheaton's name out there as a legit possibility is completely wrong. I think uh, Alabama's very happy with the three running backs that it signed in last year's recruiting class. Would they take a commitment from Kamar Wheaton? Absolutely. But Kamar Wheaton hasn't been reaching out. You know, he hasn't been talking to Alabama much uh, lately. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, pretty firm. Uh, well, I don't want to say firm, but I think he's very strongly leaning towards Oklahoma. Um, I think that's probably where he's going to end up going. LSU might be in a little bit. I don't know, but I just don't think Alabama is very much in, involved there anymore. And, you know, probably not going to talk too, too much about him uh, on Bama Insider, you know, any longer. I just don't see Alabama signing a running back this year. And uh, I definitely don't see them signing Kamar Wheaton. All right. Before we go, this is going to be the last thing, Bone. All right. Okay. I want you to tell us about um, Mac Jones and, and kind of the, the recruiting story before he came uh, to Alabama. I know he's committed to Kentucky, but just like Ronnie's saying, I mean, the way this guy is balling out, I mean, it's something special. I hope you guys appreciate what you're seeing right now because Mac Jones is doing something very special. Um, here's his passing chart. I won't talk about it too much. I'll let Bone get to it, but I'm just telling you, look at those passing numbers to the outside right, outside left, and between the numbers, 20 yards down downfield all grades over 90 percent bone talk about mac jones before he was at alabama yeah yeah you know like you said mac jones he was committed to kentucky for a while um and, and it was pretty interesting kind of you know the whole dynamic of what happened uh you know he committed to kentucky uh, i think during the fall of his junior year um you know jake Fromm was committed to alabama jake Fromm ends up decommitting from alabama committing to kentucky or excuse me committing to georgia and then all of a sudden, uh, Alabama ends up landing Tua. And then a month, a uh, month and a half later, they end up getting uh, Mac Jones to flip from Kentucky. So I think Mac Jones kind of came in thinking uh, that, you know, he had a lot of confidence coming in. I know that he was, you know, very, very confident. You know, I remember seeing him at the Rivals Five Star Challenge and, you know, did really well out there. And it was something that, you know, Tua didn't attend. Uh, Tua, if for some reason or another, uh, did not make it to the Five Star Challenge. Mac Jones did and looked great out there. And I think he was very confident, you know, going to Alabama. Obviously, he's had to wait his turn a little bit, but, um, you know, I felt like he was going to end up, 
you know, being that replacement for, um, you know, for Tua once he left. And, you know, he certainly had a having an unbelievable season. And, uh, you know, I think that he's got a good chance to, you know, potentially be a first round draft pick if he continues you know, the way he, you know, he's been playing. I mean, he's been just so accurate, so deadly, uh, you know, throws a pretty ball and certainly a guy that uh, is having a great, great season so far for Alabama. All right, good stuff. And uh, before we go, I just want to read off his stats real quick. I mean, look what he's done. I mean, he's 90 of 115, 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. The efficiency is 220. So if you want to talk team football, you know, if you want to talk about the team, a great time to do that is tomorrow night. I'll be taking your calls Wednesday, 8 p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. I might even do the show earlier. I'm so amped to talk football with you guys. So call in line. Um, we'll be open tomorrow night. I'll take your calls. Bone, do you have a good time tonight? Absolutely, guys. Thank you all so much for uh, following the show. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, certainly continue to keep you guys updated. I'll have a, a story out tomorrow sometime, not sure, you know, probably a little bit later in the afternoon, uh, just kind of breaking down the recruiting class, you know, tossing out the remaining targets who are still out there, kind of where things stand. I know we talked about a lot of guys tonight, but, but we'll really go in depth on it uh, tomorrow on BamaInsider.com. All right. Hit the thumbs up, fam. Like, subscribe, and uh, remember to search for our podcast on Bama Insider. So trying to build up that podcast as well. Inching closer to 40,000 subscribers right here on our YouTube channel. He's Andrew Bone. I'm Kyle Henderson. Together back, back at Bama Insider, you can get all the coverage along with team writer Tony Zucalis and Mick Gillespie, new to the staff as well. Tons of coverage. Tons of coverage coming your way um, from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama, as we gear up for Alabama and Tennessee week. Have a great week, my friends, and we'll catch you tomorrow night right here on Bama Insider.